Hello, welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 30. Holiday cheer, question mark, question mark, question mark. Thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. And let's delve into what does holiday cheer, question mark, question mark, question mark mean? You can find my podcasts on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can look for me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can also find me at WideOpenSpacesWithElise.com, which is my website. You can access my podcast there, read some, read some blogs, or find out a little bit about me. I am a motivational speaker and a recreational therapist, graduate from the University of Florida. I worked in mostly psychiatric settings, inpatient hospital, outpatient, and day programs, helping people deal with different mental issues, health issues, and helping to integrate them back into society. I have worked with geriatrics, pediatrics, and adolescents, adults, chemical dependency, eating disorders, cancer wellness, and other different types of mental health issues. I also am a motivational speaker and I love to blog. So check me out on my website. And again, thank you so much for joining me today for holiday cheer, question mark, question mark, question mark. So I believe that it's important to take self-inventory. What does that mean? Just like what it says, taking inventory of yourself. It can be mentally or physically, or your environment, your world, and your relationships. I chose to focus on this because as we come to the end of this year of 2020, we have all struggled. There's not one person listening to this that has not struggled in one way or the other. During the past year of the pandemic, I've been struggling with who I am now. There's been an evolution that's happened to me and a reevaluation has taken place. Can any of you relate to that? Have you noticed your thought processes changing, looking at things differently, evaluating them differently? It started to make me feel confused and frustrated about it because I've always been so firm in who I am. I'm not one to cave to peer pressure or having FOMO, fear of missing out. I do what my convictions say. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. If I want to do something and nobody wants to do it with me, I do it anyways. I've always been that kind of person. But I've been feeling confused. I started to see people differently. And I think because most of us, I mean, we have interactions with people, but a lot more of my interactions are what I'm seeing on social media. I mean, nobody even knew what TikTok was until the pandemic. Kids, teenagers, my daughter was very big on TikTok and had a large following. We went to different conventions where different um, social media personalities would go and she would meet them. But now TikTok's grown. Social media has grown so much. And it really gives you a chance to observe. 
the lack of getting together with people makes you see people more and clearer when you see them on social media. Can any of you relate to that? Have you noticed certain people in your life as you watch their social media and what they're doing? Have you seen them differently, either in a more positive light or a negative light? I've seen both. I've seen both. I've seen people really rise to the occasion during the pandemic, and I've seen some people very negative, sarcastic, and honestly quite unappealing. In pandemic 2020, was like a very long therapy session. That's how I look at it. Um, every day trying to battle and get through, it was like a mini therapy session for me personally, talking to myself, getting myself through it. I had good sessions and bad sessions. I had tears and I had laughs. And some things I just wanted to run from. I know you can relate to me because I'm no different than you. I know you've all had the struggles, the happy struggles of finding different and new things and the struggles of letting go of the old or relationships not holding up or just things that you just want to run from. I mean, for me in the beginning and still to some extent now, I avoid places just to avoid the stress of having to wash my hands and wearing my mask. I mean, is it really worth it to go do this thing just so I can get out? Is it worth going through all of that? And I have to always evaluate if it's worth it for my mental health or not. I think during the pandemic, a lot of us have learned some new coping skills or we've started to feel dysfunctional or we felt empowered or confused or had temper tantrums productivity. Some of us have lost that. Some of us have become more productive. There's been loss. There's been changes in relationships. And I think and I hope that you've had some insight into yourself. Maybe you like what you've seen. Maybe you don't. So let's start with that self-inventory of all the new and happy things that have come to my life. And I'm going to do this just to give you an idea of how you do a self-inventory. It's really a great technique to utilize, kind of like a pros and cons list, but it's an inventory list. Uh, when you're feeling unsure of yourself or unsure of your world, it's great to just take five minutes to focus and take that inventory about your accomplishments or your disappointments that you're experiencing in your life currently. And when you do this, it brings thoughts to the forefront and it really allows you to identify ways to cope. I mean, isn't that our ultimate goal? We've all just been trying to keep our heads above water during this pandemic. That's coping. How are you keeping your head above water? So I'd like to share my personal inventory with you today. And hopefully it will spark some ideas or just give you a little bit of a concrete vision of what a self-inventory is. Okay, 
So my self-inventory, and I'm going to focus on the positive first because that's just how I roll. Um, my most favorite coping skill that I acquired, I shall say, during pandemic 2020 was my rescue dog, Ireland. We adopted her in June. We hadn't had a dog or dogs for about 15 years. We had two dogs that passed away within a year of each other, and I had two young children and just didn't feel like we wanted the responsibility of having a pet. And then as my kids got older, we traveled a lot and didn't feel that a pet fit into our lives. But during the pandemic and being home so much, we got a rescue dog. And I can't tell you, and I know if you're going through financial difficulties, they're expensive, pets are not cheap. You need to be realistic about that. They can put financial strains on you if you're not ready financially. So please don't jump into something like that if you're just not able to at this time. But keep, think about it for future. But what I can say for me, and if you do have pets or you are thinking about getting a pet, never thought about getting a rescue dog. I, my other dogs were purebreds. They had a lot of problems. And I knew that there was an overburden of homeless animals due to COVID-19. So my dog was brought over from Puerto Rico. There's a lot of homeless dogs there. And she had just had a litter of puppies. And on the day we adopted her, all her puppies were um, adopted also. She's going to be two on Friday. She's a mix, we believe, of Dalmatian and Bull Terrier. She kind of looks like if you're old like me, Spuds McKenzie with the one dark eye. And I'll post her picture on my website for my blog this week. But she just has given my family such peace, such calm, such happiness. The love is unconditional. She really has brightened our world. And I look forward to being with her every day. And I won't lie, I've had a couple times where I've just held her and cried because I felt sad and she made me feel better. So on my first positive accomplishment, because it was something um, that we had a wall up to, that we overcame and we accepted. And not only did she bring joy to our life, but we rescued her. And I know for a fact she's now a princess and she's living her best life. My next acquiring thing that I got, now I know I'm saying I'm acquiring things, but these are things that have been coping skills for me. I acquired an espresso coffee machine. I was never really a big coffee drinker, but I did stop at Starbucks once or twice a week. So we, we asked around and people told us and um, it's, it's become a great thing for me because it's something I look forward to in the morning. I have different flavors, I do hot, I do cold, and then I take it and Ireland and I go outside and we either, remember I live in South Florida so I can go outside all year long, um, I sit out there and I hold my cup of coffee and I just think. And sometimes that's when my podcast comes into fruition 
or I'm just evaluating what my kids are going through with vir- you know, doing virtual school or my husband working at home, it's a time for me, believe it or not, this coffee machine has given me that comfort of the coffee and to go outside and it's given me that peace every morning to reflect and to think. So it's become a coping skill. And I miss it on the days that I can't do it if it's raining or something where I've got to be somewhere. So another thing that I did acquire that has become a daily coping skill for me. My other one, which most of us out there have them, phones usually come with them, but I got these Jabra earbuds, which I just love. So when I am outside with my coffee and I'm done thinking or I'm just ready to listen to some music, I put it on, I meditate with my earbuds in, I listen to Native American flute music, singing bowls. These little earbuds have become such a major coping skill for me. So major on a daily basis. And it gives you this opportunity to escape because it blocks out the sign and it sounds, sorry, and it gives you a sense of tranquility, a sense of it's you and your world. And it's so nice to step away from the world for a short amount of time with all the stress. And I highly recommend it. I also, in there, was reconnecting with nature. I've done a lot of that, not only when I'm um, drinking my coffee. I go outside and I go on the grass, and you've heard me in past podcasts, and I meditate. I began, I got um, topiaries, and I trimmed my topiaries. I go out into nature, and I take pictures. So I have always, since I was 26 years old, run away from being outside. The reason why I know 26 was when I had my malignant melanoma and I was a sun goddess and that was, to me, I couldn't be outside anymore because I was so closed-minded, I couldn't see that there were ways for me to adapt to outside without exposing my skin in a dangerous way. And it took pandemic 2020 for me to figure that out. So that was 26 when I was diagnosed with malignant melanoma, I'm now 53. It took all those years and this pandemic for me to reframe my thought process, to find the outside again, to love the outside again. So I really wanted to share these things with you because When I was talking about my earbuds, you'll say to yourself, I've got earbuds, but I use them for talking to people on the phone or when I'm walking the dog, I have my earbuds in or, you know, when I'm having lunch at work, but try something like I told you where you just want silence, put some meditating music on, even though you may not be sitting calmly, that is taking effect. It is helping our brain, you know, release those endorphins and and the serotonin. And it really does lift your spirits. Those are things for me, when I look back on 2020, are some of the positive, there's other positives, but those were the things for me that were my coping skills that literally get me through 
every single day. So when you sit down and I want you to do an inventory of 2020, and in the future, your inventory can be done on a daily basis if you're feeling stressed, but I want you to sit down and identify what the new coping skills that you acquired during pandemic 2020. If you didn't put anything down, then there's your answer and there's some decisions to be made in your life because you need to acquire those coping skills to keep your head above water. Now, I know things get so monotonous during this pandemic. We're so restricted on our lives and that's a loss. And when I sat down to do my inventory, that was one of my losses that I had to look at how this has restricted me from socializing. I'm a very, I'm, I guess I'm a two-sided coin. I can be very social and I love it, but I'm also very private and I'll have my solitary times. So I'm very two-dimensional that way. But I noticed I really missed my socialization. And so that is something that I still, looking at my inventory of more of the negative things that have affected me, that I still have to work on. I still have to find, figure out a way um, of dealing with my social world being restricted. Another one is just dealing with the loss of the pandemic. I mean, you put the news on and it's over 300,000 people and you're watching the news in the morning and they say 200 people have died and by the time you go to bed, it's 3,000 people. And it's just so overwhelming and mind-boggling. Those are people. And I know people are listening who have lost loved ones. I know people who have lost loved ones, at least five different people. And one was a family member of ours. So dealing with that loss and how to cope with that as long as pan the pandemic is in our lives. I also, I guess, feel a little disillusioned and it's something I have to personally work on is seeing how the people respond to the pandemic. There's a lot of a lack of compassion out there. And I guess as a therapist, it bothers me. The lack of compassion really bothers me. Uh, even when you're thinking of getting together with friends and there's one friend who says, I won't go. Did you still go? Or did you find a way that that friend could be incorporated without you going the route you were going to, whether it's going out to dinner or going to someone's house? Did you try to find an alternate way to incorporate, you know, have that person be with you? And so I've seen a lot of things where people just aren't being compassionate to their neighbors, to their friends, to their loved ones. And of course, during the pandemic, we had the whole political thing going on. And the ugliness is just for me, the words and the anger is just very disappointing. And that's something me that I have to learn how to cope with because people aren't going to change. I could wish it all I might, but they're not. 
unless they decide to change. And the odds of that at this time are slim to none. So I will admit to you, my listeners, my loyal listeners, I'm in a funk. Maybe you hear it in my voice. It's possible. I hear it as I'm talking to you. It's been a hard year and I need to recharge myself. The thing is, it's okay for me to admit that to you. Because admitting, I'm admitting it to the world. I'm in a funk. But that's okay to admit it, no matter what you're doing or what you want to do. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're weak or you're dysfunctional or that you necessarily have mental health issues. Some of you may. But just because you're in a funk doesn't mean that you're clinically depressed that you're falling deeper and deeper into something you can't get yourself out of. We can be in a funk and it's okay. It's how do you deal with it? I have two friends who are so great at expressing this and I really learn from them. They'll come right out and say, I'm having a tough time and I'll reach out to you when I'm ready to talk about it. Do you know how beautiful that is? Not that they're struggling, but that they can verbalize that. That they can verbalize when you're texting them, when you call them, when you leave a message and they text you back. They're not calling you back and they're saying, I'm having a hard week. I'm just not up to talking. Your role as a friend is to reach out after some time and just say, hey, are you okay? But I think it's so beautiful when someone can say, I'm just having a bad time and it has nothing to do with you, but I just need my space and I'll contact you when I'm ready. That's such an important way to cope, especially if you're an internal coper where you really don't need to pull others in to hear their opinions or to hear their feelings on it where you just want to work within yourselves to cope with the situation. So I always try to look for that lesson in that. Like when, I, when a friend says that to me at first, I go, okay. And then I'm like, how great is that? That she could tell me that. She knows she's going or he knows she's, they're going through a hard time and they can express that and just say, give me some space. If you're wondering, and I get this question all the time, do I give my friends therapy? The answer is a big fat no. I have to really compartmentalize that part of myself that you're hearing as I talk to you. You can hear me, Elise, but you can also hear with the therapeutic techniques as I'm talking to you. And I really have to consciously tell myself when I'm thinking I may want to ask somebody something new, because that's what I would ask somebody in a therapy session. So it's a fine balance for me. Pandemic 2020 has made me identify more efficiently what my needs are. Has it done that for you? Because I know we're kind of on a runaway train when you put away the pandemic and you think about your life before that, it's almost like we're all on a runaway train, getting through each day, doing what we've got to do. But during the pandemic, because we are limited, we're home more, 
we have more downtime. And I really believe for those of us, other than the frontline workers who are working their butts off day to day, some don't even have days off, um, back-to-back shifts, but for those of us that aren't in that type of profession, I think if you haven't already, you should really be able to see more of what your needs are and your wants are. I would love for you to make a list of the hard and the good times over the past year. Make yourself inventory. Taking inventory is always a great mirror of the reflection of yourself. How do we improve our lives? By seeing ourselves. And doing the inventory gives you a reflection back of how you see your life right now in that moment. Sometimes we like what we see and sometimes we don't. And when we do see things we like, we know to continue and strengthen those skills. But when there's something there we see we really need to work on, okay, it's there. You've now identified it. That's the first step of dealing with something that may not have a positive effect on your life. And remember, you can always create new lists. I gave you the goal of doing the past year because we're coming on the new year. And so that it's a great time to do a year inventory, but you can do a weekly inventory, a daily inventory. I think a weekly inventory, unless you're going through some kind of crisis, is probably the best avenue, um, unless you need that support on a daily basis. So do your yearly inventory of the good things and the bad things, and then you can identify what you want your New Year's resolutions to be. One of the hardest things a person does in their life is really to take a good look at themselves. It's hard. And the life that you live, to really look at it. But it's really a necessity for you to look within yourselves, to have that growth within yourself. We need to look inward to grow. There are many people, and I'm sure some of you are those who are listening, but The fact that you're listening, you're on that road to growth. Because you wouldn't be listening to me if you didn't want to grow or you didn't want to change. Because there are many people who never look inside themselves and they feel stuck with a lack of growth. But I know by you listening to me, you're on that road to grow, to move forward. Even with the bumps, the speed bumps that slow you down you're still moving forward. So like I said earlier, I'm in a funk. I I can't just throw that out there and not stop and take inventory for myself. I need to identify why. I always tell myself when I get in these funks, why am I here? I only have one time to go around in this life. So I need to really figure it out and figure it out kind of quick. Because I don't like being in a funk. So like that train that we're on that we just kind of go without stopping and just going through the motions, it's really time to take stock in who you are and where you want to be. It's not easy and it won't just happen by osmosis. It takes work, insight, and putting time aside to focus on you, my friends. This is you time. Listening to this podcast is you time. Taking the skills that I'm recommending is you time. 
So pat yourself on the back because you're taking that time for self-improvement. It's hard, I know, and I don't deny the struggle, but nothing will change unless you move forward. Think of it this way. Next year at this time, if you put the work in, your inventory list will be full of more ups than downs. Isn't that something positive? Doesn't that kind of put a smile on your face? Thinking that in a year from now, you could have more ups than downs by creating this inventory list. I know that some things in life are out of our control. I'm not unrealistic. I understand that. I'm talking about what is in our control and how you respond and deal with it. This will make all the difference in your path forward. For me, dealing with my funk, I had to dig deep. It really wasn't tangible to me. I really couldn't put my finger on it. I was struggling for a couple weeks, knowing and telling myself I'm in a funk. And no matter how hard I tried, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this, and it's going to make me feel in the holiday spirit, and it didn't. So then I was watching TV literally two nights ago. I believe it was two nights ago. And it happened. I was able to look at my inventory. What I just heard on TV, it came to me what my funk was about. I was watching Don Lemon at about 11 p.m. I was very tired, really using the TV as my nighttime routine to fall asleep. There it was, the words that I needed to hear to put it all together for me, what my funk was about. Don Lemon was talking about himself, talking about what I believe to be his own self-inventory on live TV. I mean, I popped up, my ears got really wide and like just were listening and my eyes because I realized he was just taking his self-inventory and I, I, I just was mesmerized by him. He said he'd been struggling. And here's what Don Lemon said. I should be happy. The first vaccine was just administered in the US. There's a light at the end of the tunnel to getting this pandemic under control. But then he said he thinks about over, three, over 300,000 deaths in the country, and that brings him down and makes him sad. He said, I feel happy, then I feel down. This was on CNN on December 14th. Gosh, it just made me feel like what I am feeling is normal. Because here's a man who obviously is doing the profession he loves, financially comfortable, has all the resources at his fingertips being a journalist and a news anchor, and yet he's feeling like me. I'm not alone. So Don Lemon continued. He said, everybody is having this internal struggle going through ups and downs. And then he said he feels depressed. That funk that I'm talking about. He said, it's been a tough year, but we will all be okay. When I heard this, I grabbed my phone because I have such poor memory retention. 
and I wrote his enlightening words down. I guess it reiterated that no matter who you are, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. You see, my point is, no matter who you are, a teacher, a nurse, a restaurant server, a police officer, business manager, IT developer, engineer, mom, dad, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, or a CNN news anchor, or a therapist, motivational speaker like myself, we all have ups and downs. Some are easy to identify, and some really require that self-inventory for you to dig deep, identify, and create a plan. It's usually the most wonderful time of the year during the holidays. We want it to be. We decorate. We give presents and make traditional foods. The reality is this year sucked for us all. And it takes a lot of effort to get in the spirit. But I have learned it is okay. I am a therapist, but that does not make me immune to the world and this horrible past year. It's how I cope and the effort that I make to get me through to the new year. Take this time, please, between Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and the new year to identify what is going on with you internally. Make a plan, create your New Year's resolutions, and know that 99% of your life is in your hands. We will still be living through the pandemic, but now we have a vaccine, and we know for a fact that there is an end in sight in 2021. Hold on to that. And when you are having those moments, like Don Lemon said, I should be happy but feel sad because of our current situation, grab tight to 2021 and know for a fact next year's holiday season will look a whole hell of a lot different. Shopping, family gatherings, Christmas tree lighting ceremonies, menorah lighting rituals, big dinners, exchanging presents, and just being all together, enjoying the holiday cheer. Hold on tight to that. I know I am. I can see it and I can feel it. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, and a happy and healthy New Year to you all. Thank you to my devoted listeners and, and welcome to all my new listeners. This will be my last podcast for the 2020 year. I may have some brief, short podcasts that I will give bring to you before the end of the year, but this is my last full-length podcast. So join me in 2021 for episode 31. We are all on this ride together, and I hope we can work through our struggles and happy times together. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. I would really appreciate it if you'd leave in the comments on my podcast or Instagram or website or my Facebook page your New Year's resolutions. Maybe some of those resolutions that you've acquired by making yourself inventory. When we write down, they are more concrete, more based in reality. I encourage you to go out and explore all the wide open spaces in your world 
enjoy the holidays, push through those funks and know it's okay. And then think of something positive that you've put in your self inventory that you know will help you cope to get you through to 2021. Remember, go to my website at wideopenspaceswithelise.com and I will see you all next year. And ciao, my friends. Happy and healthy new year.